Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the BetMGM Sportsbook and SportsGrid live from Las Vegas here in Nevada. Game just a few days away, Allegiant Stadium right down the street. And we're here to bring you all the lines, props, interviews, action that we're seeing here live, boots on the ground. And we've talked about a couple of components of the game so far. We're going to compare quarterbacks. We're going to do all this kind of stuff. But I think we should take a few minutes to talk about these coaches. I personally think this coaching matchup is going to be something that's talked about consistently all throughout the week. So why not get it started right now? Andy Reid against Kyle Shanahan, a rematch of the Super Bowl four years ago. And we have somebody that has now, Andy Reid, a two-time winner of the Super Bowl. His record as a head coach, 258-51 overall with Kansas City. He's 128, uh, 128 wins. And he is the fifth winningest head coach, excuse me, the fourth, now the fourth winningest head coach in NFL history. Just Shula, Hallis, and Belichick in front of him. So uh, that's overall wins. Obviously includes uh, playoff wins as well. But Andy Reid, a big part of the Chiefs' success uh, along with Patrick Mahomes, that duo as good as his career playoff record as a head coach, 25-15 and 15, with Kansas City 15-7. and seven. His career Super Bowl record as a head coach, 2-2, two and two, obviously 2-0 two and oh with the Chiefs. Uh, he's NFL Coach of the Year. He's three-time Sporting News Coach of the Year. He's got all kinds of accolades of being a successful head coach. But what we're really going to focus on with him is do he and Steve Spagnuolo have the better of Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes? Just a few years ago, the Niners had a 10-point lead against an Andy Reid coach team, and Steve Spagnuolo is the defensive coordinator, and they couldn't. Kyle Shanahan and company couldn't close it out. Obviously, we have different coordinators since then with the Niners. Steve Wilkes, now the defensive coordinator. Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator then. It was head coach, now head coach of the New York Jets. So we've seen some changes on the San Francisco side. And on the Kansas City side, it, it stayed exactly where they wanted to be, winning championships. And Steve Spagnuolo doing as good a job this year as he's done in his entire tenure as a defensive coordinator, not just in Kansas City, but as in, in, at his entire career. I mentioned Sneed, and I mentioned McDuffie earlier, Chris Jones, uh, an all-pro player, Nick Bolton, uh, just an incredible linebacker as well. So what I think about a lot with Andy Reid is those first 15 plays. I'll think about it with both coaches. Those first 15 plays, the script, Andy Reid a master at it. What does it look like coming out of the gate? How much do they take advantage of Steve Wilkes and this Niners defense, which has not been as sharp against the run as they were earlier in the season? So a uh, big part of what we're looking to do. Now Kyle Shannon on the other side. I think he's under the bright spotlight as much as anybody this entire week because Kyle Shanahan was obviously the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when they blew a 28-3 lead. Now the head coach in San Francisco when they blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. A 10-point lead with eight minutes to go. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who started the game 18-21, of 21, ends up the game 2-10. of 10. Why do I mention those numbers? Because with a 10-point lead and a team that was successful running the ball, although Christian McCaffrey not a part of that offense, but they still were successful running the football, why did they go to the pass? Why did they leave it in Jimmy G's hands? And it's a question that Kyle Shanahan will have to answer for the rest of his career. And if he's not able to take advantage of all of the weaponry that he has on offense this time around, will that start to build? Will it be, well, Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. 
I tend not to take stock in those types of hyperbolic statements. This guy can never win a Super Bowl. That coach will never do it. Well, how many times have you been proven wrong when you said that will never happen? It's easy to say it, but it's certainly not. Uh, it's not canon. It's not a situation where you'll be uh, take, taking that all the way to the bank. This Niners team is a very good team, but I do have concerns about Kyle Shanahan. I have concerns about Andy Reid up against Steve Wilkes. Steve Spagnuolo up against Kyle Shanahan. I think those are the matchups you're really looking for. It's easy to compare the head coaches, but it's really the mastery of what Kyle Shanahan and this Shanahan scheme can do versus Steve Spagnuolo and what he's been able to do, effectively shutting out Lamar Jackson for the final three quarters of that game. So measly field goal in the final three quarters. So we have that uh, to note. And then, uh, obviously, on the flip side, it's Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid going up against Steve Wilkes. Andy Reid, with all of this experience, Steve Wilkes, a highly experienced defensive coordinator, and has a defense that has a lot of talent on it, but they haven't looked as good in the second half of the season as maybe they were in the first half of the season. And some other storylines beyond that. You know, 19 years ago, Kyle Shanahan had just ended his first season as an NFL assistant coach with Tampa Bay. And he watched his father, Mike, win consecutive Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos in the 90s. Shanahan with a victory this week would be the first father-son duo to take home the Lombardi Trophy. On the flip side, Christian McCaffrey's father, on the Niners side, Christian McCaffrey's father, Ed, was a wide receiver on each of those Broncos teams and was a wide receiver the last on the 49ers team and as the last one to win the Super Bowl all the way back in the 1994 season. Mike Shanahan was the 49ers defensive offensive coordinator because the Shanahan's and McCaffrey's bring it full circle and bring a victory home. So a lot of common ties with historic 49ers uh, teams that could bring it all full circle. So I, I, I really think those are interesting threads, but I am very focused on what Andy Reid, what Steve Wilkes can do to try to manipulate what Andy Reid can do. To the Ravens' credit, they did lose the game, but... They shut out the Chiefs in the second half. Five punts from the Chiefs in the second half. That defensive coordinator is now a head coach in Seattle, Mike McDonald. So what can Steve Wilkes do that was similar to what the Ravens were able to do? It's just the problem that I mentioned in the first hour is even when you tie the Chiefs one arm behind their back, they're able to play with the other one. They can possess the ball for a long period of time and grind out the clock, or they can score quickly and take advantage of every piece of field you're willing to give them. So... When we come back, we'll be talking about this Super Bowl matchup because we've talked a lot about, well, what can Mahomes do? What can Purdy, what can the coaches do? We'll really dive in on what Patrick Mahomes can do versus his 49ers defense and what Brock Purdy can do against this Chiefs defense. It's just obviously they're connected to how this game will be dictated. How much will it be dictated? We, we, can, we can lay it out all we want, but there's always going to be a break, a fumble, an interception, a special teams play that don't account for coaching mistakes. But these teams are disciplined. What, what types of penalties will be called? We talk about officiating a lot, and I think a big part of what we talk about with officiating is how tight is this game going to be called? These Chiefs corners, these Niners corners, Avery Thomas got called for a lot of penalties in, in this playoff run for the Niners. Does that play a factor again when we're talking about Rasheed Rice trying Patrick Mahomes trying to take shots downfield. These chunk plays via penalty uh, can be part of a strategy as teams get this far into the season when you get desperate, right? The Niners actually got desperate in the NFC Championship game and a, a bounce off the helmet from a defensive back lands in the hands of Brandon Ayuk and leads to a touchdown that completely turned around the game. So when we come back, it's a Patrick Mahomes comparison to a Brock Purdy comparison. I will take a look at their props. What, wh who, who is more likely to hit their player props? Passing yards, passing touchdowns, passing attempts, a big part of how this scheme will look. So when we come back, I'll be doing that. Then Donnie Wrightside right after that to talk Super Bowl MVP. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, 
Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back at the Bet MGM Sportsbook, Mike Blewett here with you all week. Uh, Sports Grid live from Las Vegas. We'll have Donnie Wrightside coming on in the next segment. But what we want to talk about right now is the quarterback comparisons. How did they get here? What do these stats look like? Brock Purdy's regular season stats, 4,280 yards, a 69% completion percentage, 31 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. A tremendous season that found him right in the thick of the MVP discussion. Probably going the way of Lamar Jackson, but Brock Purdy put himself in position to win that award this season. An incredible second year season. I I hate calling him Mr. Irrelevant. I know people like that. I I find it disrespectful for a guy that nearly won the MVP and finds himself as a starter on a Super Bowl, a potential Super Bowl champion. So uh, his playoff stats, 519 yards. Completion percentage, 61%. Playing against better defenses, yes, but the 69 to 61% dip, was that impacted solely by the weather that we saw against Green Bay? Weather not a factor here. Good thing for Brock Purdy. You remember the two gloves, no glove, what's happening in the rain, and Brock was a little ineffective early on in that game. So two touchdowns to one pick so far in their two games. Uh, is In his career, five playoff games, over 1,000 yards, 63% completion percentage, five touchdowns to one interception. I think, though, I have to be honest about my thoughts about Brock Purdy. I'm rooting for the guy. I love the story. Uh, I, I've, For years here, I've covered college football and pro football for SportsGrid. And I remember Joe Lisi, our buddy, uh, on college football and pro football today. We were there for Brock Purdy's big breakout season at Iowa State, and he and Brees Hall were humming. It was a great story to follow. The Cyclones were a fun team to follow. And to see him now in this position, I never would have predicted that, but it's great to see him in this position. But what do his player props look like? for this upcoming week. Well, right now, BetMGM Sportsbook is a handy-dandy sheep. Total right now, total yardage, 245.5. Total passing touchdowns, 1.5, minus 125 to the over. Interceptions, a half. This is, again, minus 115. So expectations even. Like, does he not throw one? Does he throw one? Obviously, this is a team that relies heavily on their running back. So how many passing attempts do you see from Brock Purdy, which that line is set at 31 and a half? His rushing yards, which Brock Purdy, probably the single most valuable part of his game against the Lions, not something we're expecting to see. Over 50 yards rushing for Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game. So there's your lines. That's what you're looking at. I think the only way you're getting over on the Brock Purdy passing attempts is if they're trailing by a significant amount. I don't think the Niners like to get thrown off their game. They absolutely like to play from in front, but you'd have to be in a serious position for the Niners to be throwing that many times, a 10-point deficit potentially. The Niners are down seven points. It's not panic time. They can run their way back into it with arguably the best running back in the league. So. But I have to be honest about my thoughts now about Brock Purdy. Like I said, I'm rooting for him. But all the questions that I had about the Niners going into this season were related to Brock Purdy. I thought the roster was good enough. I thought they were certainly clearly good enough to win the NFC and overtake the Eagles. But it's about these pressure-filled games. He has proven that he can pull it off. But in the biggest game with the biggest spotlight... He's passed the test so far, but can he do it against his Steve Spagnuolo defense that will throw every single thing at him? 
I think he'll always have that question, as will Kyle Shanahan, hanging over his head until he's holding up that Lombardi trophy. I absolutely think it's a possibility, but it's still. Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes is an important question to ask, and can he outplay him? Can he play well enough to complement the rest of his offense to win this game? I think it's still a question that rattles around in my head. So let's go to the other side. A guy named Patrick Mahomes, I think you're all familiar with him. Two-time Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP, and somebody that's put up, obviously, eye-opening stats throughout his career. This year, uh, 4,183 yards, 67% completion percentage, 27-14 to 14 on the touchdown-to-interception ratio. I think he felt like he had to do a lot more at times this year, and that's what put us in a position of Mahomes perhaps throwing more interceptions than we're used to seeing. But in the playoffs, 718 yards, 68% completion percentage, up from the regular season. Four touchdowns, zero picks. Mahomes has been fantastic. Like I said, I've, I've been a, a beating this drum. I'll beat it all week. 23 minutes time of possession against the Bills, 37 minutes time of possession against the Ravens. He played the way they needed to play in order to win those games, and he's protected the ball. In his playoff career, 17 games, effectively a full regular season, 4,800 yards, excuse me, 67% completion percentage, 39 touchdowns to seven interceptions in 17 games. Tremendous. His big game props here. Mahomes, 261 and a half yards. Passing touchdowns, one and a half. Interceptions thrown again, a half, minus 120 to the over. And passing attempts, 36 and a half to passing completions, 25 and a half. Again, Mahomes throwing the ball 37 times, not at all out of the question, but it makes me feel like that's part of the game plan that Isaiah Pacheco will not be as big a part of the game plan as I think he will be. I'd actually lean towards Mahomes' attempts being under because I think they will try to control the clock. Ball possession, keep McCaffrey off the field. Let's try to run it back the way we did against the Ravens. Now, is that a little too tight to play it against the 49ers who are explosive? Yes. But I think they have a lot of confidence in their defense to step up yet again. And I think those Patrick Mahomes props, people are going to love to bet the overs. I feel good about the touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and others. I feel best about the touchdowns, but passing attempts, I don't think I'm ready to get down with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball 37 times and the Chiefs winning this game. You have to correlate all of your bets. And if I'm somebody that thinks the Chiefs are going to win this football game, I can't sit there and say, uh, yeah, I think they'll throw it all day on the 49ers. I think the way they win this game, they could do that. Obviously, it's a possibility. The best player in the world is on their team. But in my opinion, I think they win this game by controlling the clock. Isaiah Pacheco, a big part of it. I'm not calling him for MVP yet. Mahomes could have a a somewhat muted day and throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns. Hell, he won the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Last year, he had obviously eye-popping stats, but against the Niners last time, he threw two interceptions. Not a massive statistical day, but those two touchdowns earned him the Super Bowl MVP, and that could be the case again. So passing touchdowns is the one I like the most for him. As for Brock... It's an interesting one. I really think that those numbers are very sharp. I'm going to have Donnie talk a little bit about it when he comes on. I'll get his thoughts on Brock Purdy. But when we talk about Super Bowl MVP and you start to stack up, or he's got to go over on these props, or how efficient does he have to be, that's where Brock Purdy has to be fantastic. I think very efficient, protecting the ball like he's been doing. For these two players in this postseason thus far, as I bring up the numbers, for Brock Purdy to be uh, two touchdowns and one interception thus far, and, and Patrick Mahomes four touchdowns, touchdowns and zero interceptions. Uh, safe to say that the te- these teams are getting by by protecting that football and utilizing their running game and some ball possession in order to try to... Niners uh, were the most fast and furious, obviously, against the Lions in that third quarter uh, position that they put themselves in. But uh, when I when Donnie comes on, I think the first thing I'll ask him about is what his expectations of Brock Purdy are. I think you can get a sense of where people's heads are at in this game when I ask them about Brock Purdy. What do you think his game looks like? How do the Niners win this game? Does it have to be a fantastic performance, or is it Brock Purdy just controlling the clock, utilizing Christian McCaffrey, or maybe 
by chance using his legs again. So that's where we're at for the quarterback comparisons. We did the coaching comparisons, wanted to set the tone. We're going to start talking about more players as we get into Super Bowl MVP and see how they can go over their stats for the game, the number of touches they received, the number of catches they received, all big parts of the Super Bowl MVP discussion. Uh, Donnie Wrightside is the host, of, uh, one of the co-hosts of Pro Football Today and the early line on SportsGrid. I think he'll give you fantastic perspective on where we sit with just a few ga- few days to go before the big game kicks off down the street, Super Bowl 58. When we come back, we'll be right here live from the Bet MGM Sportsbook, live from Las Vegas. It's SportsGrid live from Las Vegas. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sports Grid live from Las Vegas. We want to get you on the right side of your bet, so who better to bring in than Donnie Wrightside, host of Pro Football Today in the early line on Sports Grid. Excited to be here with you, buddy. Bet MGM Sportsbook. It's an unbelievable setup. Radio Row, and then right here is where you want to be. Yeah. Super Bowl in Las Vegas, so it's better than that. I mean, absolute energy. Absolute energy around here. Everybody's watching. Everybody's waiting here. And as you said, I heard, you know, right down the street, the Super Bowl is taking place. It's not like we're states away, miles away. Yeah. We're literally feet away as it feels here. I'm excited for it. You can hear the tension about to start building, Mike. And it's a big week here, and we're ready to go. No doubt. Throughout the week, you can feel it building. There's more yeah. and more people coming in. You see more and more jerseys. Yep. We got a few hockey jerseys running around oh, here. Jerseys here. Hockey arena <laughs> just down the street. But yeah. uh, what I wanted to start with you, as I will start with everybody, get a feel for the game. Obviously, yeah. we got a line that uh, fluctuated slightly, but finds the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as yeah. underdogs. I'll tell you what's interesting about this too is because you know when the lines first opened up, you saw the bet come right in here on Kansas City, yeah. two and a half down the two, down the one and a half at some outlets. Now we see the bounce back. But doesn't it come down to the point as we take a look, Patrick Mahomes so hard to bet against literally but it's not a 16 and 1 team coming into the Super Bowl here Mike when you take a look at it this is a team that lost a half a dozen games is vulnerable doesn't have a great offense and what I mean by that is not an explosive offense here Mike you have two good defenses coming into this game but I think it just gets down to isn't it simplicity what quarterback is going to play better in the biggest moment here we've seen Patrick Mahomes do that multiple times I need to see Brock Purdy do it Mike in the biggest moment no doubt about it I just got through talking about the competitive Comparisons, right? Yep. You have Patrick Mahomes as an underdog against Brock Purdy. Yep. But to your point about the Chiefs offense, they only got over 30 points three times this year. Once against the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. The other time against the Los Angeles Chargers, a yep. fired head coach. And the other against the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that they did it again. They did it when Antonio Pierce was head coach. But again, a team that was up and down, yep. lots of turmoil throughout the year. It's not like they were going toe-to-toe with the best offenses Correct. and trading punches with them. I, I think you could make an argument that they had that type of game against against the Bills, where they were trading scores, but uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, I, I think you make a good point of Brock Purdy going up, going up against Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, it's, it's a thing that I just got done talking about. 
I think if you if somebody gives me their opinion on how Brock Purdy will play this week, yeah. I think it leans towards how they think the game will play out. So how do you think Purdy will fare in this? Here's what I'm interested to see, too. The one thing that we've noticed with Kansas City, Mike, is you're trying to get a gauge on why aren't we as explosive as we need to be, right? Rasheed Rice has been very good as a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. Travis Kelsey sort of went MIA during the middle of the season. That's Not right. statistical-wise like catching passes, but scoring touchdowns. That's what we're used to seeing. I need to see what the tempo is going to be because I get back to taking a look at Kyle Shanahan. Two Super Bowl appearances, right, Mike? The first one, 28-3, they end up blowing that. He's the offensive coordinator. He's going to take some of that blame. But the second Super Bowl, I didn't think they were aggressive enough. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you going to let Brock Purdy enter this football game and say, you know what, kid? Win this for us. Or are you going to be conservative with Christian McCaffrey and say, you know what? We've been very good all season long controlling the football, taking our deep shots when needed to be. I like Brock Purdy this year. I think he's been sensational. But in the biggest moments, I need to see it here. And that's what I keep getting back to. Like, what's that first play going to be? Seven-yard slant, five-yard out handoff. Are they going to take a deep shot saying, no, we're here to play and Brock Purdy's ready for the biggest moment? Yeah, that's what I need to see right off the bat. Really interesting. And I think what I think what's head-scratching about Shanahan at times, yeah. and look, I'm not going to sit here and, and criticize play calling. I think that's some – they're obviously, as fans and as analysts, you're mm -hmm. going to have plays that you don't love. But you have to have faith in what Kyle Shanahan has been able Absolutely. to do as a head coach for the last 20-plus years. Yeah. And – what is quizzical about him at times is he is in that last Super Bowl when they blew the lead against the Chiefs. Yeah. He was conservative early and won. They got the 10 point lead yes. and Jimmy G maybe could have handed it off a few times. He started throwing and Jimmy G started the game 18 of 21, finished the game 2 of 10 with an interception. It lost them the football game. Yeah. And there were times there we said, well, geez, why don't you just hand the ball off? Your rushing attack has been legitimate. So that's what I'm curious about from Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. I think you raise a really good point. I think you look at his props, and he's probably the hardest guy to read because we don't know how they're going to call that game. No, it's a great point. Right? So we, we think Christian McCaffrey could touch the ball 25 times, and when I start looking at Brock's props and 31-and-a-half pass attempts, I say, I really don't know. You know what the, the interesting part about it, too, is we're taking Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. And we're balancing on is he going to make a mistake or not. He is. He's a younger quarterback. It's a big moment. Also, keep in mind, this isn't the Chiefs defense that we saw over the past five years. It's like, hey, you know what, Mike? we got to get at least 31 points to have a chance in this football game. The defense has really taken over. That secondary is tremendous. So if we get deep shots early and aggression, and I thought you brought up a good point. If we're taking a look at that last Super Bowl that they lost, I remember it was 10-10 to 10, heading up to halftime, a couple timeouts in the pocket for Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I said to myself, now's the chance to move the football downfield, get some points before half. He took it to the half right. without being aggressive. I need to see aggressiveness. I don't think he's going to make that same mistake twice. Now, at the same time, you do have the ultimate weapon in the backfield in Christian McCaffrey. So what that means is don't forget what your offense is like the Baltimore Ravens did against the Kansas City Chiefs. Work off of Christian McCaffrey, but I do believe Brock Purdy is ready for the moment, at least play calling wise, to deliver passes downfield and take risks, which is what I want to see. One more historical nugget on Kyle Shanahan. In that 28-3 Super Bowl that they famously blew the lead on, clearly Dan Quinn is going to take most of the criticism <laughs> yeah. as the head coach. But Kyle Shanahan, who called the plays as the offensive coordinator, had a 25-point lead. And his running back, Devontae Freeman, with that 25-point lead, touched the ball four times yeah. in the second half. It's what I'm talking about. He's aggressive when he doesn't need to be and too conservative, perhaps, when he should be more aggressive. So we'll see if he could be a little bit more consistent in this game. So, all right, we talked a little bit about Brock there. Mm -hmm. How about your approach as a better to this? Because we have so many bets in the Super Bowl that are not necessarily positive EV yeah. bets, yeah. and people are going to load up on the octopus or yeah. the coin flip and things like that, which are uh, very variable. Yeah. So what is your approach coming in? Side, total, or are you like to lean in on the uh, I'll tell you what's interesting. More? I mean, again, the evolution of legalized gambling in the United States yeah. really changed me as well. Didn't it used to be, hey, Mike, what are you going to take? Well, I like the over or I like a side in this one. Maybe you get a first half total. Maybe you get a first half side for a team. Prop bets now seem to be the edge that you can have Absolutely. because you can take a look and say, well, I don't really know if I like the 49ers to win this game. I don't know if I like the Chiefs to win this game. But you know what I do like, Mike? Debo Samuel to have a solid performance. If the game 
Flo is correct. Christian McCaffrey is going to get a couple more runs in the fourth quarter because I do believe the San Francisco 49ers are going to be aggressive and playing from ahead there. Yep. So from my vantage point, you know what better I actually like the most? Over 23 and a half in the first half. I love Scripted it. plays, two great coordinators, which are the head coaches here. We've seen it where Kansas City is a front-running team. Get the lead before the half and then stall it out and play good defense in the second. Give me the over in the first half. I think the edges there were both of these teams. Nobody's stalling out in the first half, Mike. Somebody might stall out in the second half. That game should go over in the first half, 23 and a half. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. In yeah. fact, I conversely, the second half under is something I'm looking at yeah. all week. That's 23 and a half as well. But to give you a sense, folks, first half scoring in the NFL this season, San Francisco 49ers fourth in the league at 14.8 points per game. Kansas City sixth in the league, 14 and a half points per game. So they're right there. The only teams in front of them, Dallas, Miami, Detroit, uh, Baltimore, all there. So top six teams. Uh, and in terms of second half defense, Chiefs right at the top of the list. They, barely, they don't even allow a touchdown per game in the second half. So uh, I, I like where your head is at in, in terms uh, and to your point about yeah. how things have changed and you're open up to many more options. I, I was telling Dave Sharapan earlier going into the game last year I was really struggling with the yep. side. And I picked the Eagles to win mm -hmm. but I didn't have a lot of confidence in it. I didn't bet it. Instead, I thought, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to throw the ball a lot. So I ran the ladder on Jalen Hurts props. Yep. And I thought they might score quickly. So I get, I catch a five, first five minutes bet, yep. which is lucky because I, I got it by about nine seconds. But those are the <laughs> types of things I think you can take an angle on. Play, not just player props, but game script. If you feel like you've, you've come to a position where you think, I think this is how it's going to be. I like a lot of points in the first half. You can, you can, Look at first-half player props as well. There's many, many options for people. It, it, the simplicity of it is what you were breaking down, which makes sense. Like the thought process, and we know now, there's so many prop bets you can bet. But if you play the game out of how you think it's going to finish, let's just say you think San Francisco is a runaway. Well, then you could probably open up the props on Debo Samuel, on Brandon right. Ayuk, on George Kittle, and the running backs. But if you even though think it's going to be a lower-scoring game and it's going to be close, you know Christian McCaffrey is getting 20-plus touches this game. And also, if you flip it over to the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe it's Isaiah Pacheco getting his 24 carries, which he's done a few times over the past few football games. It's really interesting to play this game out and want it, and you're right about this. You don't have to go into the football game like, you know what? I don't know who's going to win, but I bet you know who's going to have a good game here, at least able to bet those props, hit him the over or to the under. It's great options. Yeah, McCaffrey yeah. and Pacheco, such a big part of both off, of both of these respective offenses. I think it's really something I'm looking at a lot. In fact, I'll talk about a little later in the show, Isaiah Pacheco touching the ball a lot. I, a lot. I think something that's going to happen in this game. And to your point, if you even think it's a Niners runaway, yep. they're not giving the ball to Eli Mitchell to run out the clock or Jordan Mason. Donnie and I together all season long on various <laughs> shows have talked about one thing specifically, and it was from early on in the season, like, hey, Niners, you guys got a 14-17 point lead in the second half. You're going to need CMC at the end of the year. Let's maybe see him hit the bench. And we didn't see that at all. They continued to utilize him all game long with big leads, putting him at risk, I thought, but yeah. here they are. In this no, game. you're right about it. We've seen multiple games where McCaffrey's over 100 yards and hobbling off the field and still coming out for the next series here. Do you know what the one thing I do like about this game is? How many times do we take a look at the advent of the running back position in the NFL and say, man, I wonder if this guy's going to steal carries or is it going to be Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery? We're not worried about in this game. There's two bell cows on each side that you're going to look at by saying they could each get 20 carries in this game, and I love that aspect. And we saw each of them get dinged up a little bit later in the season. Just last game, uh, Christian McCaffrey couldn't finish the game, landed on his neck awkwardly. Yeah. We haven't heard much about that since, so I think he's going to be good to go. But Isaiah Pacheco, late in the season, missed a couple of games, had a hobbled yeah. ankle. Uh, I think this rest has done them well. They certainly didn't rest him in the last game when he touched the ball 28 times. When Donnie and I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about those bunch of players we just mentioned, how they can apply to Super Bowl MVP. P odds. It's just a quarterback award, they say. <laughs> Four times the last 10, 10 Super Bowls, that hasn't been the case. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back live, Sports Grid live from Las Vegas at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Mike Blewett, Donnie Wrightside. Let's get you on the right side of the Super Bowl MVP bet because, Donnie, you know what everybody's trying to do. What's the Gatorade color? Coin flip. What yeah. do we got? Who, how long is the national anthem going to be? We're not worried about that. We're worried about locking in who we think is going to be the best player in this game. So, they say it's a quarterback award. Yeah. Four out of the last ten seasons. we got two defenders and two Wide receivers, McCaffrey, excuse me, uh, uh, Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and Julian Edelman were the wide receivers, and the defenders were Malcolm Smith and Von Miller. So, but and nine times yeah. this century, uh, the 24 Super Bowl MVP winners, we have non quarterbacks, four defenders, five wide receivers, no running back since Terrell Davis in the 1998 season when he did it against the Falcons, a bell cow back of the highest order in a Shanahan offense. We find another running back in a Shanahan offense that was competing for the MVP of the regular season. Mm -hmm. It had been a while since that happened. And then on the other side, Isaiah Pacheco. The Chiefs offense has become more concentrated. We'll get to that in a moment. How about the Niners? How do you see this playing out for MVP options? The MVP options for the 49ers, again, we're in Las Vegas. Take a shot if you hear this term again. Game script here, because that's what it's dependent on here. If the game goes, let's just say we have a carbon copy of the Baltimore Ravens game, 17 to 10, right? That means it leaves open a chance for a defender, if he makes a big play, pick six, could legitimately win MVP, which we know is hard to do. Also, it takes probably the quarterbacks out of play, right? Because if you're only looking at 30-some-odd points in this football game, if it's that low, well, what are the numbers on Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy? Which then again brings in the running backs and how many touches they're going to have. But from a 49ers perspective, I think it starts, it doesn't end with Christian McCaffrey, even though he doesn't even have as high as price as Brock Purdy. If we're looking for the game script to go forward, what would shock you in this game? I mean, watch the Baltimore Ravens go up against the Kansas City Chiefs and forget how to run the football. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to forget how to run the football in this game. So if I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey to get 20 total touches, give me 20 carries on the ground, five in the air, that should be what? 130, 140 yards? That's roughly his average here. And if we take a look at Christian McCaffrey throughout the season, take away the Washington game, Mike, where he actually got injured. He only didn't score a touchdown in two football games. Right. That includes the playoffs where he has four total touchdowns, two and two in the, in the NFC divisional round and the NFC championship game. So that's where I want to start here. But also, you know, Kevin, we've argued all year long on Brock Purdy. MVP numbers for the regular season, now MVP numbers, and can they carry the 40, can he carry the 49ers? He can in the right moments here, but how much is he going to dictate? Is it going to be Debo Samuel getting 15 touches, which means four to five carries and a lot of catches? Is it going to be George Kittle? There's so many options here, but for the 49ers for me, Donnie, you have one bet to take on an MVP. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey for me, Mike. It is. Uh, I like it. I, I mean, a big part of the offense, uh, the numbers are inflated, Donnie, because yeah. we have not seen a Super Bowl MVP in yep. such a long period of time. Yeah. The thought process is, uh, well, if the Chiefs win this game, it's got to be Mahomes. Yeah. If the Niners win this game, it'll probably be Purdy. But we're laying out the path for these other options to happen. Christian McCaffrey in the NFC Championship game, 24 touches, 132 mm-hmm. yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. If a running back, either one, puts up a stat line like this in the game and wins, <laughs> that's MVP worthy. Yeah. It does Now, if it's a runaway and the quarterback has also put up three touchdowns, we have 
something, frankly, that I don't anticipate. You always have to correlate your bets, Darnie. Yes, right? We talk correct. about it a lot. So if you think it's going to be a runaway, you have to bet that way. You're not going to bet a Niners runaway and, uh, you know, a bunch of Patrick Mahomes unders because he'll be coming back in the correct. game. He'll have to put up a lot of passing attempts. So, um, all right. So, and, and the game before that, 29 touches for McCaffrey, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. To your point, just putting up big numbers. So, uh, now let's go to the other side. Mm -hmm. Game script for the Chiefs. Ignore that you maybe are leaning towards the Niners. Okay. How do the Chiefs win this game, and who correlates to the MVP? Again, correlation this game for me and the 49ers, excuse me, for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, it's simple. This game goes over, Mike. That's 49ers number here. They have to win. Talk about the Kansas City Chiefs at a slower pace, which is what they're doing. I agree. You take a look at the playoff games that they played. 26-7 over the Miami Dolphins. Played from the front the entire way. Yep. The Buffalo Bills played from the front in that game. And then you take a look at the AFC Championship game. Didn't even score in the second half. Didn't need to. They played from the front. If they get behind, we're going to have to start pressing it down. Now, as I talked about Brock Purdy as well, where I like Christian McCaffrey technically as the MVP market here for the San Francisco 49ers, if it's a high-scoring game, you know what that means? Brock Purdy did well, but also Christian McCaffrey probably found Pater two times here. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and it's going to be a high-tempo offense, that means Isaiah Pacheco is probably not getting the fair share, right? That means Rasheed Rice is going to step in. Travis Kelsey, but here's the issue. The one thing we take a look with the Kansas City Chiefs, not explosive. More of, let's go seven, eight, nine plays down the field of score a touchdown. The 49ers can strike it big quickly here. So the game script here, if we go over, I think it's a 49ers game, but you know Patrick Mahomes, as you said, in the fourth quarter, if you're down, he's going to be throwing primarily. We're not running Isaiah Pacheco here. Go Chiefs right there. See that? So maybe the Chiefs have it. So we'd be silly to not talk about Patrick Mahomes being the favorite as Super Bowl MVP, and we'll give you the lines. I'm going to give you the live lines as I look at them right now. Pat Mahomes at one. Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, a plus 130. Brock Purdy mm -hmm. a plus 220. McCaffrey a plus 450. Uh, Kelsey plus 1400, Debo plus 2500, yeah. and Pacheco at yeah. plus 3500. So let me—I'll uh, make my case for Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes has been here, has been here a few times in the two Super Bowls that he's won. He was a Super Bowl MVP, including a game against yeah. this 49ers team in which he threw two interceptions. Yep. Damian Williams put up big numbers. He didn't get the award. Mahomes really led the comeback, thus the award. So. I, I don't really have to make a case for Patrick Mahomes. If the Chiefs <laughs> win the football game yeah. and he's efficient and doesn't turn the ball over, as he has not done so far in the postseason, he can win the award. He's the favorite. But make a case. Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. Isaiah, I think, as you said, they're going to want to play from in front. Yes. I also think, much like they did against Baltimore, they're going to want to control the action, keep McCaffrey off the sidelines, the explosive players that the Niners have. It's it's interesting to talk about the Chiefs as being yeah. the less explosive team, crazy. but they are, in yep. fact, the less True. explosive team. Uh, we'll get to Brandon Ayuk and his opportunities potentially later, but I just think that there is a path at 35-1 to 1 for Isaiah Pacheco, who has touched the ball a ton this postseason, to potentially be in a position, if he's efficient and gets goal line carries, which is all a matter of luck, to be a really interesting bet at 35 to 1. I'll never tell you you have to get down on a 35 to 1 bet, but I do think there's a path for him. 28 touches in the AFC Championship game. He didn't put up a ton of yards. It was against a great defense, but he did score a touchdown. The game before that, just 16 touches against the Bills, but again, efficient. Mm -hmm. 98 yard total yards and a touchdown against Miami. 25 touches. Again, just 90 yards, but a touchdown. There are just so many opportunities. And here's Pacheco's game log. 25 touches, 16, 25, 25, 15, 22, 20, 20. These are going all the way back yep. to the end of the regular season. He became a much bigger part of a Kansas City offense that we historically have seen spread the ball out a lot, and that is not the case right now. Yeah. It is very concentrated. It's Kelsey, Rice, Pacheco, and I just think a path at 35-1 to 1 is there for Pacheco. You know, and I'm going to back you up on this, too, because it sort of feeds into what the Kansas City Chiefs like to do. If we equate it to the 49ers, big strike offense, Kittle can rumble for, rumble for 50 yards, IU can do it, Christian McCaffrey can do it, Debo can do it. That's not the Chiefs' M.O. So what am I saying here? If you're at the 50-yard line, it's probably going to take you four to five plays to get down 
down into the red zone. Yeah. You're not scoring from deep shots here. And, and look, Marvin, MVS, I don't think he's going to be that great in this game. Two catches, though, I do like for MVS, by the way. <laughs> Put that one on the side. But if we're just looking at the offensive structure here, if it's not big plays, that means they're in the red zone. That means you're handing the football off. And also, getting back to the point of bell cow running backs, who's stealing his goal line carries? Nobody. So I like where you're going with this, Mike. So let's flip-flop, too. So I've made a case for Pacheco. Mm -hmm. I think you could, you're going to make a case for each quarterback. Yeah. Do you think he's going to win the game? That's okay. Donnie laid it out for McCaffrey. Yep. I laid it out for Pacheco. So let's go to the receiver. Yep. Let's go and pass catchers. I'll throw Kelsey and Kittle into this one as mm -hmm. well. I'll go first on this one. Yep. Debo Samuel. Oh, yeah. 25 to 1. You just saw it last week. Yeah. They were so happy to have him back. Yeah. And they knew that even though they were down, they had a guy that they could rely on yep. that wasn't just McCaffrey. Yeah. That they can get Debo the ball in a lot in a, in space. They can get the Debo the ball in tight space. They can have him throw a pass. They can run him on an end around. Yep. There's just so many opportunities for Debo to have big plays. I just think that he's the type of guy that could rise to the occasion in a game like this, and it avoids the strength of the Kansas, one of the strengths of the Kansas City defense, which is Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie. Yeah. Ayuk, I think, could get taken out. I don't really see Ayuk as an option in this game. I think he can get taken out from his explosive play with the excellent corner play and the way Spagnuolo uses those guys. But Debo, him versus Nick Bolton, I think it's advantage, as good as I think Nick Bolton is, and he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl last yes, year. Yes, he did. I think it's advantage Debo. I think they use him incredibly well, and now that he's healthier, I think at 25-1, to 1, he's a guy that it, is worth talking It's about. a great price, too, because you're talking about a guy. And also, I'm stunned it's yes, that price. With, with Kyle Shanahan, Two weeks to get ready. Debo, another few weeks away from that shoulder shoulder injury that he had. And he played quite well, by the way, in the NFC Championship yeah, game. For I thought he would score a touchdown, got that red zone carry. He's going to get red zone carries, which the threat to me for Christian McCaffrey as an MVP, it's Debo Samuel because he's the one guy they're going to hand the football off if they get down inside the 10. That's not going to be Christian McCaffrey in this spot. So if we're lining up 49ers, here's the tough part about the 49ers that you zero in on. As you said, Ayuk is great. Kittle is great. McCaffrey is great. Debo is great. Brock Purdy is the quarterback. And if you think they're going to win, that's a lot of people in that melting pot. No so doubt. it is tough to do, but you're right about Debo Samuel. He is going to get at least 10 touches between catches and runs. It's just a matter of if he's going to be able to match McCaffrey in that total yardage, which is going to be tough. But again, they're not priced at 4-1 to one apiece. That's why you're getting such a deal on Debo Samuel. So yeah. I agree with you on Debo Samuel and the 49ers. He's a great option. Yeah, and uh, just uh, at risk of contradicting myself yes you want to correlate your bets but it's always okay if look we're not saying you have to be, take huge positions yeah. on these but I, I think I'm leaning Chiefs in this game but I'm looking at the most likely paths and I can put a little bit down by the way on the non quarterbacks yeah. and take a position that way and still come out ahead you could put 100 bucks on McCaffrey mm -hmm. 20 bucks here on Debo 20 bucks on um, uh, 20 bucks on uh, Pacheco, so there there are ways to play it that you can still come out positive. Always manage your bankroll appropriately. So uh, we've talked about a pretty wide swath of guys here, but perhaps the most talked about player that we haven't gotten to yet is Travis Kelsey both on the field and off he's talked about. So what do you think he looks like in this game? Look, the one thing you can go into a football game and say it's easy. Let's just shut down Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs can't move the football. Well, why didn't the Ravens do that? 11 targets, 11 catches. He was absolutely dominant. You're not going to take him out of the football game, even putting those two athletic linebackers from the 49ers on him. He's going to make his way through. So if you're looking from a Chiefs perspective, do we trust Rasheed Rice? To some degree, right? Do you trust any other wide receiver? Not really. Nope. It's going to be Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid is a good enough coach. You give him two weeks to prepare. You know already his numbers off of the bye week. No matter what you think where your game plan for the 49ers to shut him down, they won't be able to do it. So he's a viable option. Pacheco and Kelsey for me, the chances for MVP, of course, outside of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, 15 to 15, yeah, first 15 to 20 plays yeah. for the Chiefs are already scripted. You know it. And if anybody had any doubt, oh, Travis Kelsey's falling off. There was a storyline at points this season. If anybody True. had any doubts that this yeah. guy can bring it, he went up against Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and did that yes. in the first half. Had nine, ten catches in the first half. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are an extremely tough test. I would say the toughest test in the entire NFL, but he aced he aced the test last week, and I think he might have an opportunity to do it again. So uh, we'll come back to close out this program. Donnie Wrightside, thank you for joining us. He'll be on Pro Football today all week live here from Las Vegas. 
I'm closing it out live from Las Vegas at the BetMGM Sportsbook right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sports Grid Live from Las Vegas. Closing out this edition. We'll be here all week. Excited to be with you every day this week. But what I would say is, what we're gonna, the way we're going to close it out is with a best bet. We'll give you one each day play a prop. We'll talk about which team I think is going to win later in the week, although I think you got it sense from the first program which way I'm leaning. So let's start to correlate some bets. Isaiah Pacheco. What does his game logs look like for the last couple of months? I went through them earlier. 25 touches. 16 touches. 25 touches. 25 touches. 20 touches. 20 touches. Isaiah Pacheco, a huge part of this offense, and I feel that in this upcoming game, the rushing attempts is the way you want to go. The rushing yardage prop, 66 and a half. Rushing attempts at 15 and a half, now moving up to 16 and a half. I think it's the way to go. I think Isaiah Pacheco in this concentrated Chiefs offense is too big a part of what they are trying to do for him to not see that number of touches. Now, the way it goes sideways, the Niners have a big lead. Mahomes has to start throwing, but I think they come out making sure Isaiah Pacheco gets the ball, just like they did in Baltimore. I think Pacheco is too big a part of this offense to not see that number of touches. So make sure you get the sharp number. It's starting to rise, so find the best number that you can on BetMGM and make sure you bet it. It's at 16 and a half right now at even money. So I think that's the way to go in terms of the yardage props. I think if he's seeing that number of touches at 16, I think clearly the yardage number is in play at 66 and a half. His rushing and receiving at 87 and a half. So that one's built up. I like the rushing number more than the combo because Pacheco, while he is a part of the passing off, it's not always for a lot of yardage. They're using him as a safety valve in a lot of situations, but very consistently, Isaiah Pacheco over this number. Like I said, correlate your bets. Chiefs playing with the lead like they want to be. A high-scoring first-half team. They'll do it, making sure that Isaiah Pacheco is getting the ball. So, appreciate you sticking with me for the last couple of hours. We're going to be here live all week. Look at this place. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.